I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a, a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy Monday. It is TRB Unleashed. And on this glorious Monday, I have a fantastic conversation to bring to you about how to thrive during this time, as well as connect with your identity. You know, unfortunately, identity is something we've all lost a little or maybe even a lot. And losing our identity and our connection to that, which makes us, well, us, can cause a lot of problems. And our desire today is to help you to reconnect with your identity so that you can thrive right now. Let's rock it. All right. I hope you are starting your week off right. Thank you for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Welcome to the Real Brian Show. My name is the Real Brian. I'm so excited, you know, to be having these conversations right now. And you know, okay, maybe it's a lot of a lot of content coming at you all at once. I get it. There's a lot of episodes. We've also been reviewing Star Trek Picard. The show's over though, so you won't be getting any more of those for well a while. We'll, we'll still do some reviews, you know, here and there. So we're down to two episodes a week. And again, I know it's a lot of content. I know there's a lot of stuff out there right now. But our desire and our goal here is to bring you stuff that is incredibly inspiring, encouraging. It's positive. I mean, geez, that's so needed right now. And ideally, we are we're motivating you. It's that simple. We're motivating you and inspiring you to take action. And now more than ever, we've got to take action towards the positive this whole situation that's going on right now, it's going to bring out either the best or the worst of in us. I mean, it's one way or the other. It's going to do that, right? So we have an opportunity right now to either thrive and become the person that we're meant to be unleash our superheroes. Truly. We really have that option right now or not. I got to tell you, I'm hearing things from people and there are some people that, you know, I'll read what they have to say on social media or their texts or whatever. And I'm like, man, this person's thriving right now. They're unleashing their superhero. They're making the most of the situation at hand right now. Doesn't mean they're not struggling. It doesn't mean that they're not having a tough time or or dealing, you know, whatever it is, right? It doesn't mean that, but they're doing the best they can with what they have. And then I hear the other comments. It's very defeatist. It's very negative. It's very depressed. And again, completely understood, right? We're all dealing with a grief on some level or another. But again, I'm challenging right now. You have a choice. You can either unleash your superhero and thrive or you can just let it defeat you and let it own you. It's your choice. So today joining me, very excited here, Nick Armstrong. Nick and I met a while ago, by the way, and I had heard of Nick throughout the years as he is the organizer of the Fort Collins Comic Con. He is a prolific and renaissance geek. So, you know, meaning he's a geek at heart and yet has many interests and talents. He's also the organizer of Fort Collins Startup Week and the owner of WTF Marketing. We've had the privilege of meeting over the years and connecting and strategizing on many business ideas as well as creating ways to help others. And we connected last week over Zoom. We were supposed to meet for coffee. You know, can't do that. So we connected over Zoom. And in the middle of the conversation, I was asking Nick, like, what do we need right now? What, What do you think people actually need? And he told me three things. And I was just like, 
dude, you're on to something. This is really good. These three things are, we're going to talk about them in the show. Number one is connecting with identity, which is the main thing we're going to talk about today. We've all lost some or a lot of our identity with this current situation. Okay. You considered even losing a freedom of some type, but we all have. The second thing is mental health or grief help. We all need something, right? We're all dealing with a level of grief in some way right now. And then the third thing is a curation of great content. There's a lot of content that's going out right now. Everyone's creating something, putting up something for us to consume, essentially. So how do we know what's good and how do we know what's good for us specifically? So we need some good curation on that. We're going to talk about that, all three of those things. He'll explain it, but we're really going to dive into the idea of identity today because I think this is very insightful and very helpful. So let's have some fun. Let's rock it. Nick, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you, Brian. How are you? I am doing well. How about you? You know, surprisingly well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Surprisingly well in what's, you know, going on around us. But that's the thing. You got to have a good attitude. You got to try. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Positivity. Accentuate the positive. Exactly. I appreciate that. That's the way it's got to be. You know, thanks for being on today, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. I, uh, I had so much fun just talking to you offline. I think that uh, it was it was due for a podcast. So. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it worked out because yeah, we've, we've had some great conversations. We had one recently too, where I was like, this is some really good information. We should share this. It's not just for us anymore. Which I Yeah. Like. Well, you know, if everybody's trying to be a good problem solver these days and be yeah. a good, good community member. And so that's where it rooted out of. And uh, I think that sharing as much of that information out there as possible is going to be useful to a wide audience. So. Agreed. Of course, we've mentioned your name, you know, your Nick, but you do you have, you have to have a superhero name. What do you mean? That's not enough. Nick Armstrong is no, the superhero oh, oh, name. It's enough, but I'm just saying like, don't you have like this alter superhero name ego kind of thing? I really, I really don't. <laughs> I mean, it's, I have Siri call me captain because oh, yeah. I'm a huge Trekkie. And yeah, so yeah. I think that it serves its own little ego stroking purpose. However, I don't have a alter ego. I am mild mannered Nick Armstrong 24 seven. Okay. So. Well, I understand. So you say captain Trekkie, who's your favorite Star Trek character? My favorite character, I guess, of all time would probably be Q. Oh, um, yeah. I'm a huge Q fan. Yeah. I, I just absolutely love Spock and Dr. McCoy. So, you know, DeForest Kelly was an amazing actor. He was huge in Westerns and just just the heart of humanity on Trek and off. When you got Carl Urban, he brought so much good to that character oh, too. My. Yeah. And there's just, I, I can't even with this. So, um, oh, you know, I like Pike from from Discovery too. Yeah, and he Picard. Was great. Yeah, Picard is really this is a messed up time to watch Picard in because it's just so the first like four or five episodes get so dark and then yeah. unashamed to say that I like bawled my eyes out at the last. So I won't. Oh, no spoilers. Yeah. There's no yeah. spoilers, but I will tell you that was really rough. Yes, um, it was. Especially right now. Yeah, it was really rough. Yeah. So if you grew up with TNG and if you sat through Nemesis. And had the fan reaction that you saw when when Patrick Stewart came out at San Diego Comic Con and announced that he was bringing back the card. Yeah, and we've been following all these awesome trailers, and they're doing such an amazing job with this that it's just so. I don't know how you don't have a visceral emotional reaction to the card just to begin with, but especially now with what, everything that's going on in the world, I think that it's so. It's sort of difficult to binge watch responsibly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and so I think you have to like internally curate a little bit. You have to pace yourself. Otherwise, you will eat up your own emotional reserve. Um, <laughs> and it's so yeah. easy to do. 
Like there's only so many, you know, zombie movies you can watch uh, right now. I, I think or I watched one last <laughs> night that was, it's called, this is a disaster. And it was about a group of dinner friends who gathered together and the end of the world scenario there was a dirty bomb or something like that. And so they realize they don't have much time left. So they're all just keep bickering anyway with each other, <laughs> <laughs> which was just, I, it's, you know, it was fun and funny, but one, one a week, one a month. That's probably it. Yeah. I can't do any. I'm sorry. Well, I, and you know what? I kind of got over the zombie craze a long time ago, but it's, yeah. it's interesting because one of the reasons I never liked the zombie genre in the first place is because granted, like I don't ever expect zombies to ever be a reality, but walking dead and some of those other, you know, genres, essentially, I'm going to call them that because whether it was a show or a movie, they were so close to home in so many ways. And I yeah. just thought something similar to this could happen. Everything starts happening. And I'm like, see, that's why I can't watch that stuff. Well, look, this is amazing. We don't have Mad Max style uniforms yet. Sure. Um, yeah. Now, the other thing is we are seeing folks following instructions and, and trying to keep each other safe. They are missing out on all the fun springtime summer activities yeah, that you could true. be doing right now because they're trying to keep their neighbors safe. They're trying to keep everybody else. safe. It's not just for them. Sure. It's for everybody else. And that's an amazing, that's not something you see in The Walking Dead. That's not true. something that you see in a lot of these. And so I'm a huge reality TV show fan. One of my favorites and this is like the easy version of zombie movies, end of the world apocalypse type things. Survivor. Oh yeah, yeah. And that they people group together, and yeah, they get sometimes a little bit mean, but for the most part, they're pooling their resources, they're helping each other out, yeah. they're sharing stuff with each other, and they're talking and connecting well. So if you want to see why, and this is it's by no means like the best of humanity, but it's heartening because people will behave in their own self-interest up to a point. They won't, you know, it's like never gets to the walking dead version of things where people start walking around with, with Lucille to enforce the six foot distance <laughs> and stuff. It's not happening. You know, people yeah, just, yeah. they're giving each other looks or they're smiling or whatever. Or six yeah. feet back. Remember like yep. this reminders, patient, kind, a lot of grace right now, which is heartening. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've seen the worst in people through the situation, but you know, you're right. Just even walking around last couple of days, people are waving and yeah. I have not seen people wave at each other in years. I mean, I used to talk about this on the show that, you know, I would get on the bike trail. Everybody would wave at each other. You'd say hi, you'd nod, you'd smile, you know, and within like the last three years, no acknowledgement. It's like you're on the bike trail. No one will even look at you. You know, they look straight ahead. They're ignoring you, pretending you're not even there. And now it's like strangers, you know, they're sitting on their porch or they're just kind of you know, standing on their balcony or maybe they're walking, you know, and stuff and you just kind of see them at a distance and everybody's, you know, nodding and waving again. And I'm like, okay, this is good. We're, we're kind of <laughs> like reconnecting or like we're missing that connection or something. Yeah. It's cool. I like the, there's this meme going around about like, keep, make sure that you don't run too fast back into what normal was. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> keep an eye out for the things that are, are actually worthwhile now to bring back with us yeah like um washing your hands and keeping things clean and sanitized always <laughs> yeah that's what those are helpful things oh man have i been trying to say that for years is you know i don't know women if you experience this or not but men we experience this you go into a public men's bathroom and there's a bunch of guys in there and you know i'd say 80 percent of them go to the bathroom and walk out without washing their hands and you're just like seriously See, I grew up with <laughs> Mythbusters, and so you know they did the whole germ episode of what happens if you don't wash your hands 
Oh, so it's one of those. I don't understand how you don't want to keep yourself and your family and every everybody who ever touches that door handle again. Safer yeah. Than or shakes it, your hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gnarly. Yeah, well, and I, I'm, I was really thrilled. The one upside of this is the Vulcan salute became a oh, sort yeah. of de facto. And I've done that for years. Like, I don't, I'm not going to shake people's hands. I'm like, oh, just, you know, here's the Vulcan salute. It's that's awesome. Good. I got tiny kids at home. That's a good, you know, that's a good excuse no matter what. So you just be like, all right. And then in the new times, when things are back to a new normal, we can say like, all right, I'm keeping the Vulcan salute because it's just better. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you know, there's a lot of times where I'll go and I'll shake people's hands and it's like, I will excuse myself to go to the bathroom pretty quickly after that so that I can wash my hands. So many geeks are like, what can I do during this time? And it's yeah. stuff like you don't have to become, you don't have to expert in virology. You don't have to be the expert in, you know, whatever. Just be like, look, I'm going to share fun, geeky stuff in a way that gets through to people because it yeah. just, you know, geeks are so good at connecting with each other yeah. in different ways over so many different things. Like here we are talking about Mythbusters. <laughs> we started talking about Trek and we started talking about and so, so many things that are intersectional that yeah. are amazing in geek culture. Connecting the dots is something that is so within our realm. Geeks right now are really really good at disaster planning <laughs> and it's because it's because we have the ability to imagine you know yeah. how things could be and how things could and so we know what the best case scenario can tend to look like and that's why if you look around at geeks you know a lot of them right now are they're either kind of struggling or they're you know kind of hopeful and they're it's because you have both sides of it are you an optimist or are you a pessimist and they tend to be more vocal about whichever side of that coin they fall on. Yeah. Then just, you know, run of the mill folks who are, you know, you haven't seen an update from them in a while and you haven't seen a thing and you have to you know, kind of quiet about it right now because mm-hmm. they don't know how to feel or what to say or what to do. So geeks in, in my purview have been stepping up with resources. They've been connecting the dots between communities. I just had a talk today with the local artist, Dominic Glover. He's creating some cool resources for his fellow artists who are affected by this because their events are being canceled. The cons are being scaled back or canceled and they need help generating an income stream. And so he's creating resources for them to be able to figure out how to do commissions from home and then sell them to folks. And he said, the only reason I'm doing this is because I feel like I have to give back to my community, which is amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. He's not trying to make any money off it. It's amazing. So I applaud efforts from people like him and and others around our community. I live in Fort Collins. So focosb.com just launched, which is a amazing resource for learning about small businesses and which ones you can support through gift cards and which ones you can support through, you know, delivery or pickup services right now. So there's so much, and you know, a geek was behind that. Somebody was, in, you know, coding this thing together to put it, you know, make it in a nice little visible format. And we've seen a lot of this. It's really cool what's happening around. So, yeah, it is, you know, and I'm, I'm sad to see, you know, cons canceled and I'm sad to see people that are struggling with finances right now. I mean, it's definitely across the board. You've got people who just like they got laid off, they got furloughed, the company shut down. So then therefore there's, or, you know, they're shutting down for a time. So the, mm-hmm. you know, the employees have nowhere to go. You know, there's just all kinds of problems. And then, you know, one of the nonprofits we support was talking about that their giving is down by 51%, which I thought, whoa, that's did 51% really lose, you know, their jobs or are they just scared and pulling back and kind of being, you know, selfish. So it's kind of like there's a, this is a time too where, you know, for people who are still moving forward with their jobs, make sure to support those who don't have them. 
I think that's yeah. a huge thing. Don't don't stop and, your donating. And be vocal about that. Be the connector. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. So if you, one of the things early on that I saw was the food bank was supporting PSD's families. PSD is our local school district. You know, they're the ones that get the kids their meals if the school's not not running because a lot of our, our folks in our community, the conservative estimate was one in nine are food insecure and that's kids. So kids, one in nine up to one in five families are food insecure. You got to think about like, well, these kids were getting free meals from their school. Yeah. And if the school's not running right now, where are they getting their meals from? And so there's a pickup location now for brown bags and such at different locations. And so they are getting that from the food bank. So they immediately were like, we're going to need help with this and that and the other thing. And so, you know, of course, share that out. Food bank needs donations, whatever else. There are different connection points in the community for things that you care about. The SBDC right now, stepping up with free counseling. That's they good. are, yeah, they're doing amazing work. There are so many different coaching and consulting groups around that are doing some really amazing things for not just supporting artists and creatives, but also brick and mortar businesses and how to get an e-learning shop online or an e-commerce oh, nice. shop online. I love Taekwondo. My, my Taekwondo right now is doing online classes through Zoom. Nice. <laughs> so there's so, there's so much cool stuff that's happening. You can still stay connected even while all this, you know, while we're doing good by keeping each other safe and staying at home, there is this really cool push for local content creators. The trick is, I think, discerning what's good and what's not so good about all of that. Everybody in their in their mom is going to be teaching a, a Zoom webinar here soon. So yeah. it's <laughs> it becomes important to like curate this a little bit. Yeah. And we were talking about this on this conversation, you know, prior to us here on the show. And you had like three, I, I was asking you like, what do you think people need right now? Because I was kind of curious, you know, what can we do at The Real Brian Show to kind of help serve and basically help others in the area as necessary and, and not even just here locally, but also you know, internationally and stuff. And I was asking, you said, you you know, there were three things that you recommended and one of those was a curation of good content, but share those three things. You can talk about that one first if you want. Oh yeah. So we talked about curation, picking the good and the bad out from the content, but also making sure that other people know about the good content. So that sort of happens organically a little bit, but with the massive amount of content that's going to be coming through, picking the good from the bad is not just going to be on individual people's schedules because you're going to be an hour deep into something before you're like, oh, this is not so good. It's just like all the stuff that you can stream on Hulu and Netflix right now. (laughs) (laughs) How likely am I to like this? And how likely am I going to be able to stick with this? There's tons of choices. Or should I spend that time more wisely and go do doodle with Mo Willems or watch something on the Met, you know, watch free opera from the Met or jump onto Broadway HD and see cool. And so really quickly we'll vet out is, am I an opera fan or not? Well, exactly. (laughs) Can I, can I, is, is doodling with Mo Willems really a useful thing? And so as some of this expands, we're also seeing like grandmothers in Italy teaching how to make pasta, meditation gurus teaching how to do meditation. And it's these really key people that are teaching things at such a high level that you would never ordinarily have access to them, I think is going to be like, that's level one. And then level two is like your local folks who are absolutely crushing it, doing really well. Being able to connect those dots and share those back out is really important. In addition to being the lead organizer of Fort Collins Comic Con, I'm also the lead organizer of Fort Collins Startup Week. And so we started doing a database of all the cool resources and other things like that from local folks and then tagging them so that people could filter out and search like, oh, I'm not a brick and mortar, so I don't need this, but I am a a retailer. 
that specializes online stuff. So what resources are there out for there for me? They can filter stuff out using this database. How do you create that curation tool at a level that works for you? And I've seen like Airtable.com sort of being used for this or other like people are throwing up to their own like spreadsheets and Google Sheets and stuff to sort of help everybody navigate this. And so now is a really good time to be a geek and a connector because you can put all of those things together for your community, which mm-hmm. is, a, is a really hopeful thing. And a lot of folks just are inundated by the level of emails that they're getting. I have you know small business clients who are doing similar things that are like, oh, well, they're really happy to be getting, their customers are really happy to be getting those emails, but they're also getting new customers who are saying like, I really wanted to do business with a small business right now. And also small businesses are the only ones that have the stuff that I'm looking for right now. So there's a lot of really interesting dynamics at play in terms of marketing. Curation is one of those and identity is another one of those which we were going to talk about. So curation, identity, and mental health resources are the big three. Yeah. So identity, you know, what are your favorite places to shop, Brian? Different places, right? You oh go, my gosh, I'm everywhere. Know. That's the thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we, so, we talk about the local comic book store on the show. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about how it's like, I mean, Amazon's kind of a big one, but you know, if you're looking at like actual places that have identities within their own, it's like, you know, I'm personally all over the place, but I do know a lot of people, they shop at, you know, certain places because it's kind of like, well, this closely reflects who I am. So that's, I have to shop there. You know, I only get my clothes from, I don't know, this place because I've heard that before. I'm not your coffee shop. Yeah. Coffee shop store. Yeah. Local shop. See, I'm a local coffee man. True. Yep. Your, your coffee roaster, the person that you go to. And so yeah. we have these like badges of identity that we wear by the places that we shop, the places we go to, and more importantly, the places we don't go to. Like, oh, I don't go to such and such because they're, you know, corporate or they don't go, I don't shop at, at Amazon because I shop at old firehouse books instead or whatever. Sure. So yeah. we've got these badges of identity that are really closely ingrained. And now, so people have lost their third place, which is the place that isn't work or home. And a lot of people have lost their second place too. So now they only got home. So work Um, is like their second place, work or school or something like that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, work, school. So you got your home, which is first. That's where you wake up, you sleep there, you do, you know, you eat, whatever else. Sure. Second place is you work, your your extended culture, your community, your, your work family, that type of thing. And then the third place is the place is not work or home. So, so for some people that's like the library, that's your comic book store, that's the coffee shop. That's the, um, the gym. Yeah. The gym, taekwondo, any of that stuff, all of it, yoga. And so unless we purposefully build in systems and this is a very privileged thing, right? So let's say, sure. And just acknowledging that, but let's say that you don't put yourself in a situation where you can with kids at home, hypothetically, or knowing that you don't have a, a good income stream right now, how do you create that third place for yourself? And especially if that second place went away and the first one may not be all that secure either. How do you, how do you keep yourself you know, mentally well-resourced? And that's the third part of that. So if your identity is changing because you can't access your, your second and your third places, what is it that makes you you? Is it the stuff that you're binge watching? Is it the books that you've read? Is it your hobbies or crafts that you're taking on? Is it the work that you may still be able to do at home? Is it your kids? Is it your family interaction? So your identity is getting stretched in profound new ways. And in mm-hmm. you know marketing parlance, this is we call those the psychographics. The psychographics are yeah. changing quite a bit right now. Yeah, 
and that they're very other, you know, very little other than a massive environmental influence that is occurring. That's where the mental health resources come in because not everybody has that flexibility built sure. into their identities or their situation, right? So you might have the the personality flexibility, but your situational flexibility is extremely limited. In both cases, there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes along with that. And I, I saw this great meme by a mental health professional the other day that said, the unease that you are experiencing with this situation about like, well, you want to be home and there's cognitive dissonance about, you know, you, you need to stay home and you want to be home, but you also want to go out and do other things and but you need to, you're not quite you know satisfied with yourself or what your situation is even though you might be extremely you know privileged and not you know have to worry about money or because you can work from home you're able to do your job still it's actually instead of like disease it's grief yeah because so much has been upended about what makes you you we're seeing that in the geek community with cons we're seeing that with artists who you know, are now trying to either make art their primary thing right now be- or figure out if they want to go take a, a frontline job right now at like a King Supers or something like that and put their art on the side because they got to have the income coming in. So there's a yeah. lot of really weird identity dynamics that are happening right now, which leads into we got to have the mental health resources to be able to help with this stuff. And we got to look for examples of folks who are okay with saying, you know, I'm not okay. Or like even okay with saying something as simple as like, Hey, I can't stream that right now. or can't binge watch that right now. Even though I normally would love that, I can't do it right now because it's so it's, it's hard. And that admission I think is an okay thing to make to ourselves. If not on the public level, then at least on the private level, like I get, I understand where I'm at and I need to accept that. So, yeah. Are, are you familiar with Tom Clancy's the division two video game? Yeah. I got it when it was three bucks. I got it like, I don't know, a month ago. And I thought, cool, I like Tom Clancy games. You know, I've played Ghost Recon for most of my life when it comes to video games, you know, and they've always been classic and they're just good, you know, soldier games or whatever. Well, I didn't know anything about The Division 2. It was three bucks. So I thought, cool, let's do it. Well, we're getting ready to play this and I'm getting into it and all that. And then, you know, what is the first thing about it? It's like this giant virus that wipes out, you know, the civilization and you're in Washington, <laughs> D.C. and, you know, you're running around and there's like ambulances and stretchers with dead people everywhere. And I went, I don't think this is a good idea. What am I doing? <laughs> well, my friend's like, oh, yeah, uh, it, uh, it does deal with the virus. I'm like, did you not think to tell me that? <laughs> I mean, like, this is, I, I'm not dealing as well with this as some people, you know, like I don't like this whole thing that's going on. And well, then it goes on and like you play this. It's like a recording of something that happened a while ago and Let's just say I'm not going to go into details, but let's just say the words were exactly what people are saying right now. And I yeah. thought and I'm done, man. I uninstalled that game. I'm like, I can't play this. Like I th- yeah. this is not the kind of thing that I can consume right now because what it does for me is that it, it creates fear and anxiety in me rather than me focusing on what is the truth and what's positive, not what's the what's the worst let's focus on the worst case possible scenario that may or may not even yeah. come true let's focus on what is true and let's focus on the positive let's focus on getting through this together now some people might be able to play games like that and watch tv shows and movies that actually have something to do with that and doesn't even phase them or they're lying about it i don't know but you know i'm just like you know we we should be focusing more on the good things right now and that's i mean you know i talked about here's some of the funny happy movies that i'm watching right now you know here's good content that i'm filling my brain with right now and stuff like that And then like pointing out as we did, you know, not that long ago in this episode is what are people doing right now 
that's awesome in ways of unleashing their own superheroes. So yeah, it's tactical curation, right? Yeah, because so you, you just that. have to like, you have to be able to say, Nope, no, this is not for me right now. I can't do that. And it's and okay to it's, do that. Yeah. It's an, it's an internal form of uh, trigger warnings. I yeah. think, however you feel about trigger warnings, I think that they're really valuable tools stick to the, you know, black ops two or, <laughs> well, you know, we're sticking <laughs> to the happier games, like, you know, sea of thieves yeah. and, <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Animal Crossing. Ryan, <laughs> it's all about the Come on. Goat Animal Simulator. Crossing. Goats no. Let's yes, Goat I, Simulator. I've never played that though. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> my my kiddos right now are big into um Lego City Undercover, which is, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, come on. These are good. It's good hearty game you can yeah. get into. There's a lot of comic relief in it and the CDC actually just said, "Hey, if you play video games as a as a break, this is a good time to do it because it's going to keep you healthier than some of the alternatives you could be doing." Right Interesting. Now. So, They're actually yeah. endorsing gaming. They've endorsed gaming. Wow. It's and pretty soon we'll be able to see pigs fly. Apparently, I don't know. Oh, you know, is that from the <laughs> mutations or something or what? <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, you know, it's almost twelve monkeys. Some of the mountain lions coming into Boulder and. You know, okay. other animals are taken out. Well, you know, we'll, we'll take it back. Wait, I did. Sorry, Peta, You didn't hear that. There's a lot of squirrels. I went to CSU and the squirrels were like ravenous. They would come up, they would knock people off their bikes. Really? Um, wow. And yeah, just to get it, they, would, they smelled food on you whatsoever. Wow. Um, and sometimes just to teach you a lesson, I think, and to like instill fear, like the mafia. Yeah. Like every once in a while, they just mess with you just to remind you that they're there. Yeah. I keep thinking like, well, the squirrels now have the whole campus to themselves. There's, True. This is their world now. The possibilities for a great fiction story are just looming, I'm sure. <laughs> and the, the cool thing I think too is you have, if you have the, the privilege to be able to do so, you can sit and create some of this, you know, short run fiction or other things like that. Throw it up on Patreon and, yeah. you know, your friends can help support you or vice versa. And one of the cooler things I've seen out of this, the artists really got in on this like right away, you know, especially with all the canceled music shows, NoCo Live From Home show on Facebook has great artists. And every Saturday from noon to 8 p.m., everyone is live streaming from their living room and musicians were teaching their fellow musicians how to do this live streaming on Facebook straight from their living room oh, so they cool. can, you know, and they're all throwing up their, their Venmo accounts and everything yeah. else like that so you can help support them. You can pay into the the Facebook page itself and they distribute everything for it. So it's really cool. That's awesome. So with this whole identity thing, by the way, I'm just kind of curious, like if you have an answer on like what happens if we don't connect with our identity, like have you seen any kind of examples on that? You you know, we've Um, lost our actual physical places to go that feels like our identity. Then what happens? Well, grief. I mean, that's really. So you think it goes straight to that to grief? Yeah, in the short short to medium run, that's it's grief, right? Because there's okay. a lot. It's like the five stages of grief, and how do you do? It? So the first is True. denial. True. Second is anger. <laughs> Third is what bargaining. Oh yeah, and, and or sadness. Yeah, and then um, the fourth is either sadness or or more bargaining, and then the fifth is acceptance. And that's my you know marketing psychology brief overview of this very dynamic complex topic. But okay. as a marketer. And somebody who gets, you know, people to connect with the things that they actually love. It's going to be an interesting time to either figure out if the things that you have been doing are still valid and relevant to you or not. So once you get past the little, the grief stage and that hits people in different ways, 
you might find yourself like, okay, well, I've binge watched my favorite show again and I've made my fanfic or I've made my fan art and, you know, I've checked out a collectible or I bought my art or whatever. And maybe um, I've hit my limit for this thing. And so you find a new thing and find a new fandom or you you do double dive and deep into with your fellow fans and start creating in new ways or analyzing in different ways or interacting with those things in, in ways that you hadn't before. So one of the things that I, I keep wanting to see is online curated D&D as a widespread, like a hosted thing that mm-hmm. gets broadcast back out to you know fellow geeks who would want to see this. So sort of like uh, we had this gaming bar, Dungeons and Drafts, and you could sit in on other people's games and listen to other people at other tables and doing their thing and learn from other gamers how to play a particular game. So it mm-hmm. might look like, you know, let's buy all a copy of this game from this store to help support the store. And then let's all get on Zoom and play it together and learn how to play Road to Takedo together for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> or let's all let's all spin up a D&D character and you pay, you know, five bucks or ten bucks to the DM who's going to walk you through this and then walks you through the starter level of, you know, D&D third edition or something like that. I really want that to happen. And I I think that these engagements with your identity are going to adapt in ways that might surprise most people. And they will either, if they're creative, they'll start creating. And if they're you know, in a position that they can actually do that, they, then they will. If they aren't, then they'll find ways to externalize some of the things that are internally geeky. So like, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all to find people wearing their geekiest t-shirts out and about if they go on walks or if they are people that still have to go into work wearing their, you know, fandoms on their sleeves, essentially, mm-hmm. like the you know, Star Trek com badges or other things like that. <laughs> that's a good idea. Getting even, you know, temporary tattoos, because I think that's a thing. <laughs> or oh, doodles, really? Okay. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, bringing their geek into work if they can, or bringing their geek into their everyday accessories and stuff. Because it takes effort to, to maintain a fandom. Yeah. And it takes effort to want to maintain a fandom. So where do you put all of this energy and where do you put all of this angst essentially over what the situation is right now? And when things either start calming down or if there's sort of an extended like stay at home type thing, what do you do with all of that pent up extra energy? And do you do, you know, do you create things? Do you connect more with people? Do you go on a binge watching spree? And Mm -hmm. You know, how much passivity can you take before you decide to create on your own? Yeah. So I suspect that a lot of people reconnect with their identity through creating art and and writing, podcasting, creating stuff. Then again, it becomes that whole, you need to curate this somehow. Look to the people that are already doing it well and learn from them. Learning new skills is an also really cool thing too, because especially if you can't do the thing that you are normally very good at or get paid to do or both learning a new skill can be really beneficial. So I think that that's going to be the third wave of things is that people are going to try and create, they're going to get dissatisfied with themselves and then that grief thing will hit again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as all artists, they just get that like, well, I just suck type thing. <laughs> and start. They're going to have to start doing better than that. They have to learn the new skill. That's going to be the, the really tricky thing for them Yeah, is what skill do they want to learn? And so instead of binge watching your favorite show, you might start, binge watching how-to videos, you know, binge creating 
wicker chairs or whatever it is, the skill that you decide to learn. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do whatever it takes to create right now because, you know, it's easy to consume some of the stuff. And of course, you and I even talked about this, you know, on our call last week was people are consuming the news, which is making them negative, fearful, sad, anxious, whatever. And then they're jumping over to something else that they're consuming that is like trying to, I don't know what the word it's is. The but junk food. It's, it's, it's junk buffet food, mentality. Yeah, yeah exactly. The buffet so mentality a, of, of good junk food content. It's stressy. It's stress binging essentially. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're, you're consuming negativity and stuff that's hurting you. And then you're over here trying to like drown out that stuff and pretend like nothing ever happened. And it's usually unhealthy activities. And it's just this back and forth, you know, thing, rinse and repeat over and over. And we've talked about this on, like I said, on the show twice now is the idea of creating right now. This is a great time. Especially now granted, like, and I'm very thankful for this, by the way, my work hasn't changed. My weekly stuff is still going along like normal. And so I don't really have a lot of extra time right now. And I'm totally okay with that. But for people that do have extra time, maybe out of work, it's like, this is an opportunity to do something that you've been saying, yeah, I should do that, but I don't have time. Well, now you do. So do mm-hmm. that, create, you know, consume less, create more. You never know. Like you might find something new and you even said this, you might learn a new skill. You may come out of this whole thing with a different skill set and a different direction in life that's far better than what you've been doing. Who knows? I mean, who knows the people that you might impact through this? So I appreciate you telling me that, you know, when you lack your identity, when you're not connecting with your identity, it moves to grief because, you know, I was thinking like people are experiencing grief for other reasons, which I think they are too. But that idea of identity really makes sense. And it's interesting too, because I usually, I see it also as like, we've lost our freedoms. We have the freedom to go outside and, you know, go to the theater or like you said, you know, go to your, your favorite store or go to the gym or whatever, right? We don't have those freedoms anymore. When you take freedoms away from people who are used to having freedoms, that creates obvious grief. And in marketing parlance, I mean, it's all a matter of perspective. And when we want to phrase things in a way that gets people to get on board in a way that they wouldn't otherwise or to frame an issue. So it's, it's, it's about the framing of it. In one sense, we can't just go to the movie theaters or we can't just go have a cup of coffee and sit there and enjoy the day looking out a window of a coffee shop. Yeah. However, we are empowered to keep other people safe and to serve in that way, even though it's very passive and it feels very weird, we're empowered to stand six feet away from somebody and to give them space on the sidewalk when they're walking past or to go outside and play with our kids if we're able to and, and do that right now, or to do something that's meaningful to us in the time that we have. So there's a lot of things that we can do and the freedoms that we've gained, I keep wanting to account for privilege here, but assuming that you have the ability to do something in this situation, leveraging and, and giving yourself the freedom to avail yourself of that opportunity and to sort of acknowledge the grief but put it aside and focus on the things that you can control. <laughs> like that line in Frozen 2 we have from Olaf, we're calling this taking ownership over the things you can control when a lot of things seem out of control. Yeah, It's one of those situations where we have more uh, ability and freedom than what would be immediately obvious if we were focusing on just the things that went away. And it's empowering to think about that in that way. And oftentimes takes either some mental health help or somebody who is a coach or an outsider influence if you're really truly stuck to get that sort of kick in the pants to get back on the 
I want new skills or I want to change something in my life and I, and I have the ability to do it just in new ways. I think that there is some great freedom making opportunities if you are able to allow yourself to put the grief aside and, and see them. Agreed. I appreciate that. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing the identity side of things. I, I really wanted to dig into that and we did and I think it's very helpful. You yeah. know, grief help is something that I do want to actually address on the show on a future episode and I want to bring in someone that, you know, is is actually trained at dealing with grief, ideally someone who's maybe even in the counseling side of things too. And you and I were talking about that as well and saying, you know, it would be good to have some professionals come in and say, hey, we can't counsel right now, but we can help listeners and, you know, give some tips on how to deal with grief right now. It's so important to listen to the experts because yeah. we all can trick ourselves into thinking we know more than we do. And so like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Stoics. If you're curious where Mr. Spock gets most of his logic from, this yeah. is where, but the Stoics and like meditation and mindfulness and other things that, and negotiation things that have served me well in owning my own business and, you know, leading and organizing people. But like, you know, I'm not an expert in mental health. I know some of the things that the ancient Greeks and ancient, you know, those guys have said yeah. and thinking about how they thought about things is helpful to me. But approaching that from a, a, a mental health perspective, it's so much more valuable to have expert advice where you can sort of ground yourself through things like the Stoics or you can ground yourself through whatever, you know, meditation or mindfulness or whatever practices, yoga, other things like that that are helpful and, and yeah. grounding techniques. But really, the experts, that, that is a huge thing that is a support structure that a lot of people don't avail themselves of. And we see sure. it, it's not just mental health, it's across the board. Like folks don't take advantage of the SBDC counseling, folks don't yeah. go to their mentors and talk with peer groups and other things like that in business. So it's not just, it's not just mental health, it's everything. So there's a stigma yeah, about yeah. asking for help in American culture, which I think is just so bad and actually is, is very dangerous right now. Yeah. So it's helpful to get advice and help from experts. And so I'm happy to talk about identity, but yeah, absolutely punt to the experts when it's time to yeah. talk about things like mental health. Well, and I really appreciate it because you, you know, you, you bring it up these three things. I do think that that is a really good point that people have lost their identities right now. In, in, I mean, maybe not entirely lost it, but they're struggling with it. Even if even go that far, I think most people are struggling with their identity in some way. Yeah. I think everybody is experiencing grief and of need of some mental guidance right now, whether it's full on mental help or whether it's even just a little bit of mentoring to kind of get you back on the right track. You know, everybody's at a different place. And then, you know, going to what you just said, there is like punting to the experts that's going into curation of good content again, too, which I think is really good because there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to give you advice. I can say I did this and it worked for me. And then you can say as you know, you, you hearing that you can say, well, yeah, maybe I'll try that. It worked for Brian, but it may not work for me, but I'm at least willing to give it a try. Yep. That's not saying I'm an expert and I know what's best for you. That's saying, hey, here's a suggestion. But oh, for sure. the minute somebody gets up there who's not an expert and starts saying this is what you should do. Yeah. Red flags, people. That's when you just kind of step back and say, eh, I don't know. So that's why I agree with you. Like we can sit here and say, oh, this has helped us. But I wouldn't want to bring in somebody who's actually a qualified expert who can come in and say, I help people through mental health, grief, counseling, all this. And here's what I just, I just want to throw out some general tips because, you know, of course they're not talking to one person who knows what that actual person's going through. Yeah. But it's general tips for the population to consider. Try some things. Here's the other thing. How many, you just said this, like people don't ask for help. The five stages of grief is denial. The first one, how Mm -hmm. many people are in a place right now thinking I'm good, man. I don't need any help. They're not going to yeah. go ask for it. They're not going to go right. seek out a counselor. But if I have someone on, 
they're going to listen and they might say, well, I don't, I don't need to admit anything because nobody knows that I'm admitting anything, but I might try that, you know? And that's yeah. the whole point. It's a safe place to just get some good advice. I think that's wonderful. Curating good content is so important. And, and we're already doing that here on the show. After hearing you say that and after our conversation as well, it's like it's even a little bit more of a drive for me to say, let's be a little, let's be even more, not even a little, but a lot more intentional about curating great content on future episodes because we can do this from, you know, I mean, it could be something like what shows are actually worth watching and here's our take on it. You might disagree with us, but you know, here's our thoughts. But at the same time, like here's how to start a business right now if you lost your job, you know, or here's how to well, deal with all this stuff. Here's how to, you know, focus on the pot. I mean, there's all kinds of things like you've been talking about, like here's how to make noodles. You said the Italian mothers are teaching people how to make noodles. I mean, like there's so many things that we could curate to say, this is actually really helpful right now. Take what you like, go for it and have some fun. But thank you for bringing this stuff up. Really? This is important. And and this is exactly what I'm trying to do is I don't want to focus on the negative. I don't want to focus. I don't even want to say the word, the C word. (laughs) You know, I just want to say, Hey, we're all in a tough time. What can we do to thrive? in this time. Yeah. And, and Brian, thanks so much for having me on. Cause it's been so much fun just chatting with you about, yeah. um, you know, identity and in, in particulars, you know, regards to like marketing and geeks, the more that we can as geeks bring people together, I think the better we're doing. So. Absolutely. All right, Nick, how do we get in touch with you? If you're interested in geeky things, fococomiccon.com. If you're interested in marketing things, wtfmarketing.com. And if you are interested in small business things, then startupfoco.com. Even if you're not in Fort Collins, the resources there might be helpful for you. So hope to connect with you and feel free to reach out on any of those websites. Uh, My email's on all three of them. So Nice. Well, Nick's a good guy. He's smart and he's worth talking to. So if you need someone to just reach out to, then please do. But Nick, thank you. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. I'm going to call you Captain. (laughs) Yeah. Captain Armstrong. (laughs) Captain Armstrong. All right. Captain Armstrong, beaming out. Thanks, man. (laughs) Thanks, Brian. Nick Armstrong. Nick, thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate it once again. All right, here's the deal. He mentioned three websites, three links. Go check them out. They will be in the show notes over at realbrianshow.com slash 219. I'll have the links in there and I'll have Nick's bio and all kinds of good stuff in there. So go check it out. But man, I, I really hope you have an opportunity to connect with your identity right now and to thrive during this time. Now, if if you're in a position of saying, okay, I got it. I listened. I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. Can you help me? Can you guide me? Can we talk through this? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you go over to realbrianshow.com, there's a contact page, essentially. Go there. Send me an email. You can connect with me on social media as well. You can jump into the TRBS Facebook group. Either way, let's keep the discussion going on this one because I'm not only here to help if you have questions on this, but I would be curious to know what you're doing how you are actually connecting with your identity right now when maybe some of it's been removed from you and how you are thriving in this time and helping others to do that. Really, I mean, this is a great time to share those things. A lot of Facebook groups don't like you to promote things. I don't care. I mean, I think it's absolutely asinine that people who lead Facebook groups won't let you promote things because we all have something to share. I'm also going to say this though. Don't go overboard. Don't do this shameless promoting and, you know, like stupid promoting kind. I mean, come on, just be respectful with that, right? But I believe everybody has a right to be able to share. Here's what I'm doing. Feel free to check it out. So I'm happy for you to promote your stuff on our Facebook group and say, hey, come check it out. Here's what I'm doing. But just be respectful. That's all I'm asking. You know what the music means. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Friday. We're going to have a lot of fun. And every Monday right now, we're doing these interviews, at least until further notice, keeping the content coming, 
keeping the inspiration coming and hopefully helping you out during this time. So thank you again very much for joining me. Really, really appreciate it. I hope you have a glorious rest of your week. And this is The Real Brian Show, and we are signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.